she leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. This episode was brought to you by the Thrive Factor Coach Certification offered by Thrive Factor School. The certification is a unique, immersive experience into professional coaching and developing proficiency using the Thrive Factor framework and its 12 female-centric self-leadership archetypes. Being a Thrive Factor Coach offers a unique gift of personal transformation your clients will be filled with gratitude for. This is a genuine opportunity to engage in a world-class personal and professional training experience and become part of a community of impact makers as a licensed Thrifactor coach. To find out more, email hello at thrifactorco.com. A great big welcome and thank you for tuning in. I'm Shannon Dunn, business and leadership coach and your host here at She Leads, She Thrives podcast. And of course, I've got another incredible guest with me today. I'm very excited to welcome Penny Sue. So Penny and I connected online like I have. I think that's probably a common story that you've heard me share with so many of the guests. Uh, Some of these women I have had the real honor and pleasure of getting to know in person. Some of them I still just know online, but I still kind of extend them or consider them like friends and connections and real role models in the industries in which they're working. And I don't know, Penny, when I first came across you, but your shock of like anyone who's watching the video part of this will see Penny has the most incredible brightly colored hair. We were just having a quick chat before we started about that. Um, And so that stood out certainly for you know in that first instance about who is this intriguing individual who's got <laughs> this shock of really bright colored hair and it's changed a few times over the time I've known you as well different kind of shades um but I, you know you make a statement definitely and then it's like oh you've got really good content too so that was a easy way you know to follow you and to connect with you and I've done a couple of your master classes just to better get to know you so I am so happy to have you here Thank you, Shannon. Oh, that's such a great introduction. <laughs> and um, yeah, um, it was, I don't know, I think I also, you also caught my attention because you always, you know, you show up with all that energy and love that vibrant, clean, positive yeah. energy. And it's like, <laughs> and I think it's like, you know, when you vibe on the same level of energy, yes. you see each other and kind of connect much better, much better and faster. Yeah. Um, yeah, and see, I'm always with this bright hair, I don't even notice it, but it's great. I think that's why I'm also attracted to like, your presence because you always have you know, bright uh, glasses and you know the earrings and all, and I think light attracts light. 
Yeah. It does. I agree 100%. So let me share your official bio so we can hear about the kind of formal things about you. And then we'll get into an awesome conversation for today's episode. So Penny is a marketing and messaging strategist and speaker. She helps consultants, coaches, and service providers dial in in their messaging to attract committed clients without pushy, sleazy sales tactics. And oh my goodness, that is so true. Um, before come, becoming an online entrepreneur, she worked as a consultant for award-winning ad agencies, fashion e-commerce and government agencies. Some of the brands she's worked with include Philips, Samsung and Japan Tobacco. Through her extensive background in PR and marketing, she's developed an unorthodox approach in branding by incorporating marketing, communications, consumer behavior and creating profitable buyer behavior through storytelling. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's always, I love reading out people's bios and also watching them like their response to, oh, wow, that's me and looking yeah. at what I've done. <laughs> it's very cool. Also, tell us where you are and where you're from originally because where you live and where you're from are, are not the same place. Yeah, um, people always get really intrigued by that because <laughs> I live in Auckland, New Zealand. I've been living here about 20 years yeah. and I was born and I went to school in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, mm. which is like really far away. And very so different to New Zealand. So like, different. Both places and they're, they're kind of poles apart in there. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and I will, you know, I came to New Zealand to further my studies. I, um, I came here to finish my studies in uh, communications, in corporate communications. And then it's funny because both Kiwis and Malaysians, they are known to have very, very cute or very, you know, very, um, how say, very unique accent. So when I combine these to get to yes. these two together, people are like, what? what? <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but you're right. They are very unique accents, but well, you've, you know, you've blended them. You've made your penny, penny version of the accents. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So, so it was great it's still great in the online world because um as I think like what Shannon and you and I were talking about before is about you know connecting with people from all over the world and the richness and that all the different type of identities coming together and and you know from such a big world into such a small world in the sense that you know we are all connected you know in this little space <laughs> right from our phones right, right. That, but we come from like so many different backgrounds personalities and cultures yeah and connected at the I same time such a good thing yeah if I think back to when I was in the corporate space which was such a long time ago now we used to do teleconferencing there was no video <laughs> conferencing back then right you would yeah. I know you I would understand this as well but it was such a buzz talking to someone from another country because I know I work for a, an organization where our parent company was in the U.S. and we were in Australia actually across Australia and New Zealand um, and you know talking to people in another country for work it was like such a buzz and like here yeah, like you and I are now in our businesses we talk to people from all over the world every day <laughs> it's just yeah. You know, and yet that was such a novelty back then. To have that. I know. And it's just so much like the way we're doing it now, it's just mm. so much, so much more casual, so much more connected. In the past, it'll be like, yeah, we are, you know, we connect with someone in France or whatever. Mm. <laughs> and it's just a formality in it. Um, but now in the online, in the coaching world, it's just 
the sort of the, the kind of connection that you wouldn't get in the corporate space. It's, no, it's, it's really, really nice and reminds us why we're not there. <laughs> yes, exactly. It does. It does. <laughs> There's you know, a whole other episode I can do on why I stay <laughs> self-employed <laughs> one day. But I've got so many things I want to ask you, you know, as a coach, you have really, it feels like not settled, but you've come to find your niche about and that, that it is messaging. So how did you get to this place? You, you said, you know, you've got a marketing and, and PR background and you've done lots of things on that bigger scale level with bigger organizations, which is not the same as doing that with smaller organizations. There's definitely some foundational principles, but how did you get to being messaging is your thing? Because I, I see you every day, multiple times a day. <laughs> sharing posts sharing content about messaging and it's you know you just share such a diversity of pieces of information about the one thing which I always admire when someone really can do that and you can tell their their passion and commitment and enthusiasm for the thing that they've you know they've decided is their kind of their core so how did you get to that as a key focus as a coach yeah so when I started in the coaching world I think back then I was like you know as usual when you're new you you've been told I started out as a visibility coach which is not too far away okay yeah true. but it's more like the you know the visibility but then the messaging was more like the core of what I do but I was so focused on you know visibility and and then to think about how I come back, it's like a, a little circle, right? Because I, my background is in PR, in communications, corporate yes. communications. And before coming into the online world, I was working in, like I have quite a lot of experience, well, um, you know, in the PR and then marketing and in you know, e-commerce, but it all boils down to storytelling, the messaging, because communicating. So... Yes. And then I realized, yeah, visibility is great. It's good. But my real passion is actually the messaging, the, you know, the communication part, piece of it. And this is why, what I love doing. And, and somehow I kind of like, over the years, I niche down to just that, um, closely that, even though, you know, I have clients with the lead gen and all that. But it's the lead gen, right? Sounds like so all about numbers but it's at the end of the day it's your messaging your content is drawing people to you right the lead gen is true that it might sound like (laughs) it might sound like um why how how does that work right because people always think like okay I put out an ad or I do something and get all these numbers but what do you do with the numbers right as if like if you have you send an invite out and send and people come to your 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 shop and then when they come back, they, they arrive at your shop and it's very different from what you tell them. And they 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 have a very different ex, you know, expectation and it's not met, right? So it comes back to that. And I would say the last few years of my, uh, before I moved into the online space, I was in a government agency and mm-hmm. I realized I work with very big brands before. I think I forgot to even mention, like, I started off working for PR and just gonna tell you how old I am because <laughs> you're still a baby. <laughs> I'm not that old. Um, this tells you like how long I've been around yes. because one of my first um job was actually in uh working for the PR team for Marlboro back in the days when you know oh, see a cigarette marketing advertising was still you know was still a thing wow. in Asia. 
So, um, so it was like with the Marlboro team and they have the F1. <laughs> so, so all these bigger brands and, you know, like and then corporate banks and Samsung, <laughs> Philips. But over the years, I think the last, um, the last corporate job that I had was with, with a government agency promoting apprenticeship to young people. Okay. And I really love it because I go out there. It's not like just writing for corporate. I do. I was writing for corporate as well. You know, all the, the same stuff, you know, right? The, the, you know, all the newsletters and all the corporate stuff. But what I love most about my job back then was actually going out and getting the stories from young people uh. and sharing that story in a way to 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 persuade to 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 give hope to other young people that say hey you know if going to uni is not your thing right you don't have to do it it's about finding yeah there's other things that you do so sorry I forgot to mention so the government agency that I was working in was actually a agency to help to recruit young people into apprenticeship Okay. So it's not a very popular thing in New Zealand a couple no. of years ago. It's starting to pick up a bit, but it's really common in Europe. And it's a, you know, a, another pathway for people who don't want to go to uni. So, and I really love doing that. And I love telling stories and, you know, blending the experience in a way that not, you know, we always talk about conversion, right? But the conversion is just not just about, okay, making one sale, you know, or two sales or whatever, right? It's about getting them in the door and changing their lives. And I was so, for the first time, I was really enjoying what I, I, I was doing. I was like, yes, you can see how that messaging, right? Telling the stories, the messaging and how you craft the messaging could really change someone's life. And from then on, I really see a purpose and a value of what I do. And before that, I was like, yeah, it's was sales and numbers, but you know, you, it's just numbers, you know, when you see yeah. that happening. It is, um, it is very different. As you said, you know, when you, you see a number and you're just looking at the, okay, this is great. I made another sale. I've got another client. They're working for me, you know, with me for this long, or, you know, I've got a group program and I, you know, I've, I've filled this many places or I sold it out or whatever it is, but that's not focusing on something that I think you and I share, which is a love of the human connection the yes. actual humans involved in there. Who are those people? And what? why are they, you know, coming to work with us or learn from us or do various things? And what do they want? And that's that transformation, isn't it? Yes, exactly. And then, and I realized, like something I didn't know th- realize beforehand that people were connecting to me. I don't know whether because the way I am, I am like, I. there's no filter. <laughs> Yes. Okay. There's no filter with me, right? I, I speak what you know. You know, I speak you know what you know what comes to my head. I'll, I'll just say it. Um, and I think it's one of the things that was like probably not a great thing in corporate, but was really <laughs> useful when connecting to people and getting their true message and really building having that connection and trust. Mm. People were coming to me and they probably just met me like fifteen minutes or ten minutes. And they were giving me, telling me the, you know, the story, their lives, you know, what were the most vulnerable stories. Um, and I thought like, there is power in this, right? Like, so, um, much, power. so much power in this. And then this is so, you know, I thought like, there's something that I, 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 I need to do with this. And it was really good because it's like, 
there are things that are so intangible, right? Telling a story. It's like you you can go to you can go back to corporate world and like telling a story, like how much money can you make off that, right? And back in the days they won't understand that. But it's all this when I started to talk to people, they were like, you know what? That story that you wrote that you put on, you know, you share at that school fair. I you you brought in that person and they share that story. And that's why I'm doing this right now. And this is why I am I am debt free. I don't have a student debt. And that kind of story that was really motivating to hear for me as a person. And we can Very always relate back, back to yeah, the, the coaching industry, right? It's like it's great when you see you know the program selling, but also for ourselves to to be you know to sustain to to keep this going for a long time. You were talking about building a you know building an empire, you know, having a legacy, right? You want this to go beyond, you know, beyond, you know, just you know the money and the achievements, the people that you know you want to see how their lives transform. Um, and it's an incredible power. And also when you as a as a business owner, you start because our messaging has to change. You know, it's, it's, it evolves, needs to change. Yes. It mm-hmm. evolves with us, right? Your personality changes, your what your boundaries changes, um, what you offer changes. It's something that you constantly tweak mm-hmm. um, so that you are attracting um, you know, the right people into your life. And I and I really resonate with um, you know, your whole message, you know, your your, your trifactor, you know, the thriving and being lead, you know, being leaders and you know, showing you know. Um, being the um, risk taker, you know, and it's moving the people, like getting the people into your the movement, right, to your movement, like leading them and share, showing them how, you know, how to move, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like we get into, you know, we got into this business and at some point we realize that, hey, each of us have different purposes and we want to lead people and to lead them, we want these people to follow what we do. And you will find that there are people who will follow and there are people that who wouldn't follow and we just have to deal with it. Right, right. I've definitely got some questions about that for you as we move on. (laughs) But right now, I think when I reflect on the clients that I've worked over such a long time now, messaging is, is for a lot of people, it's this, it seems to be an enigma. Like they're not really kind of sure what it is and how to actually make the most of it. And I think a lot of the time in reality, they actually have got messaging in place, but they don't even realize it. Mm. So, And then, you know, the other thing that, that becomes a challenge is that the messaging is inconsistent or it's, you know, it's, it's, um, oh, I think it's almost contradictory where one day they're saying something and the next day say, so this leads me to the question that I'd love for you to share as the messaging strategist. What are the most common mistakes that people make? Like we think about the business women that are out there trying to create impact, leading by example, really wanting to make a difference in their clients' lives. What are the common messaging mistakes that they're making, Penny? So, so many. <laughs> there's so many. I would share some of the biggest ones for me is actually speaking. There's two things, right? Like speaking to people, one is you speak too far into their future. Um, they can't, they can't connect with that. They, it just, you know, it just goes yeah. over them. Yeah. Or you're not speaking at the level, right? You're, they're here, right? They're here, but you are speaking to them. You need to speak to them a bit higher. So you're speaking to their future self but not so far that they can't 
you know, can't even envision themselves being there. So that makes so much sense. So as you said, like often we might be talking and painting the vision for, you know, the future could be years away, but they're actually where they're at, whatever that position is, they really are seeking some kind of insight or vision or your um, potentiality that's maybe weeks or months away, not years hmm. away. Is that that right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I remember there was a period where I was like, you know, I was going online, I was doing vis- visibility, right? I was speaking to tons of people, doing challenges, posting in, I don't know, hundreds of groups every day for months. Mm. And and then I get people onto sales calls. And I remember there was a period, this is actually one of the stories that people have, if you know, if known, if you have known me long enough, you've probably heard this, yeah, that I got into, I think, 41 sales calls. Oh and goodness. for 41 tired thinking about it <laughs> i think i did it over a very short period of time maybe two or three weeks and yeah. it was cool. i was busy so i got 41 no's and because my background is not in sales right some people are really really good in sales and you know they can just you know you know just like be pushy and like you get the credit card off it's just not how i roll that's yeah. not how i function no, it's not me either <laughs> yeah so and i will realize that um, it will go back to what I mentioned by, you know, attracting people who are, you know, not the right mode. So I realized that I was attracting people in, I call this, I named this the survival mode. Yes. So the survival mode, these are the people who always think like, oh my God, they are in victimhood. They are very blamey. They always, so they're stuck and all they see it's just okay I'm stuck here right? yes but there's all these all these solutions all these tools these all these possibilities and I don't want to go go don't want to check it out I just want to fix this problem right in front of me as um and they and that's all they see and you have and this is what I mentioned by you know talking people to people who are a little bit high you know where they want to be but not too far away um and and then the other type, I would say, I call them the movers, right? The leaders, the movers, the you know, um, the game, you know, the 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 sh- uh, shapeshifters. Yes. They're very motivated. They are leaders. They're natural leaders. They're self-led. They're focused on the um, the solution, right? And they're like, okay, uh, this problem, no big deal. Um, this you know, this this doesn't solve it. I'll find another two, and I'll find another two. Like they walk back, and they're like, okay. See, um, I if I don't have money to fix this problem right now, I'll go find a way. You know, maybe there's something I can do about it. So I start to recognize, and I start to recognize these two type of personalities on sales calls. So the moment they come in, and or when they start a sales conversation with me, I'm like, ah, okay, I I know this how this is gonna end because I picked out that you know the which mode they are in. And sometimes you can tell, even if they say, okay, I'm not ready, but you know that they'll come back because um, they just probably just want to get something sorted out, right? Kind of get their finances sorted out or just want to clear a few things. So I saw that, wow, there's power in this. So you recognize the pattern, you recognize the pattern and you're like, okay, now I don't want to ever speak to survivors, Right. right? 
because it's like, especially when you have a business that you've been growing for a couple of years, you start to get clients and you don't have that much time and you want to up level. And we talk about, you know, I think um, one of your episodes, right, where I think you were talking about branding and high-end branding. It's yeah. like when you move your brand from, you know, to more high-end, more premium brand, right? The premium brand also means more premium clients. Yes. Premium in the way that not just because they can afford 20K investment or not just that, but premium in the way that they are self-led, they are like really... Um, fast decision makers it's a different quality of person isn't it it's and as you said penny it's not about how much they're investing that's not what makes them premium that's a one piece of the if you look at someone as a you know all the pieces coming together it's their attitude their as you said the decision making so that's actually an important thing for people to understand isn't it yes and you also we I also noticed, and you probably did um, say the um, same as well, that as we evolve, as we transform, we make decisions really fast, right? way faster than like maybe three years ago. Oh, so much. I, so much, right? Like I'm like, I'm not deal. I'm like, I make this decision. If I want to invest, I'll invest. I don't want to go back and think back and forth because I'm wasting too much time. I don't have the energy to do that. And that's why, as we as we our business evolve, we want to attract the same people who um you know just make decisions. It makes so much easier when you not only you can have someone who's who can afford you know who who who's willing to to invest that kind of money, but to be really happy with the work that you're gonna do later on, you want that person to take the action, you know, take radical responsibility to be self-led, and that just makes our work our so much easier oh it does and I think there are so many people that are attracted to work with a coach or mentor or to do a program they tend to want to change something they want a different result to what they've got now right and it's just said that you know they can fit into lots of different categories you look at them as the the survivors and then the movers there's lots of different ways to look at them but there is a huge difference in the experience that they'll have and the results that they'll get depending on where they're at and if they're coming from that more the what you said the survivor mode mm. it is a very different energy and and commitment to i am actually here for a different reason Yes. And I know I'm, I'm, I would say the same as you. I prefer to work with the mover kind of people, those self-led women that, uh, you know, they are here to make an impact. They don't necessarily need to know what that is yet, but they want to do more than just show up every day. You know, they want to have such a different kind of experience. Mm. Exactly. And like, as you, you know, as, as we evolve, right. We, embody that person right we we want our clients to be you know the same right to kind of has like i'm i'm going there right i'm going there at this really high speed you coming or you're not coming with me right like i'm going there um if you don't if you don't become this person then then sorry like we're not gonna go at the same speed and this is the thing with um i also say that you know survivors because they're so problem focused they become real nightmare clients because it's not that they're bad people right they're very they're probably always afraid too fearful to make decisions it could be like i've had those clients and i was one of those clients as well (laughs) um to be very honest um like you you 
you know, you would tell them, okay, let's do this, but then they wouldn't do it. And as mm. a as a as a coach, you want them to have get results. You want to see the transformation, right? And if someone is always like hesitating, they're always like two step back, not taking action. It's just not the the most value they get out of the work that we do. Agree. And, it's right? interesting, isn't it? When I've found that over the years when I've worked with someone who is making their, you know, their investment, they're showing up for the sessions, but they're not really doing very much. Mm. Often a lot of the time in the session can be spent almost, I find that people come with a, like a justifying well, that they've been busy, that things happen, that what they've been doing. And yes, there can be some reality to that, but there can also be a lot of excuses, a lot of mindset challenges, a lot of fear, a lot of other things contributing to it. And I love to get to the, let, let's actually understand this. Let's unpack what's going on here. <laughs> telling me for this many, like, you know, so days or weeks or whatever that you wanted to, to achieve whatever the goal or vision was. And we've talked about, and you've decided on the actions you were going to take and you, what, what's going on <laughs> that can be very confronting, can't it, for clients? Exactly. And the thing is, like, there's always this other work, right? One thing that I do a lot in for myself and with clients is, like, really we're talking about the um, embodiment, embodying this. This is how you're messaging, right? It's when you just sit there and type in, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to do this, blah, blah, blah. It's like that those words are not going to be very powerful. Those messaging. They don't reach out and connect to people, do they? No, no, they don't. They lack, like when someone go on, on stage and you see leaders like, you know, Obama and all these really great storytellers, when they, you know, when they, they, they speak on a stage, um, you can really feel it. The energy is that energy is like you say, energy is you know everything, right? It's a congruence of what we do. We can't tell people to make fast decisions, no. um, to 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 take risks and do things when we are not the same, right? So, and I realize that sometimes when um, clients kind of like, well, I'm I'm you know I'm already in this place, right? From two years ago, I'm this person who you know take risks, you know I'm gonna do the thing, but my people are not following, so that's another real pain point. And these two profiles, I've, I've talked about the movers and the survivors, right? The movers are the solution focused. They want to go, you know, they're ready, right? Like you tell them like, um, I want you to jump over there. I want you to take a leap of faith. The next thing is like, they, you want them, you know, they yeah. ask, okay, how high do you want me to jump? Yeah, right. It, right. It makes me think of if if the, the foundations or the basics of mindset, you have fixed mindset or you have growth mm. mindset. And the survivors are more of a fixed mindset, yes. stuck in that pattern of, of you know, the limiting beliefs, challenges, as you said, um, scarcity, lack, victim. The movers are the growth mindset where they're looking for solutions. They're looking for what else can I do? What can I learn? How can I, you know, where, where can I go? What can I achieve? What, yeah, very different. <laughs> Yes, versus, you know, um, movers, they're always like, well, okay, this is not working, but hey, maybe I'll try that first and this will start, you know, working while I'm doing that. You know, they they just want to get on to the next thing. And I find that this is so true to who I am. I'm like, okay, this is not working. I'll do something else, yeah, right? Try something else. Uh, and and um, I'll give them an example here. This is like something that, um, like if you say something like, I invested 10K in a program 
and I've done a hundred sales calls mm. and I still don't, didn't get a client. Right? If you tell a story from that, um, that, that starting point, right? Yes. Do you, this is when we're speaking to survivors. We're speaking right. to victimhood yes. yeah. because yeah. we're talking about- But I didn't get. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get, right? Mm. Versus, because this is like, the other thing is also about trusting, right? Sometimes people well, trust, some people are naturally really good at trusting. Right? Okay. They may be, they, 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 they may not have a ton of experiences and they just trust and they have the mindset and that the type of mindset that this is how for some people they go, you know, they, they achieve what they want to achieve faster than everybody else mm. because of that natural trust. And that piece is also super important in the way, you know, in the messaging and, you know, the, how we attract people, we attract people, you know, who, if we are the type who attract, you know, who, who, who leads, who, you know, trust and make decisions, we attract the same people, um, which is why I mentioned about how, you know, the whole embodiment piece is so mm-hmm. big in this work. And, um, and then we are talking about when you if you're talking about someone who is a mover, right? They was instead of saying, I invested 10K and then after doing 100 calls, I still have no clients, right? So it's all about, you know, that it's just stuck there. Versus saying things like every time I invest, I know that I will 10 times my investment because I trust myself. Mm. And this is also the kind of um, the people when you speak when you use when you speak that way you're talking to someone who's like yes i don't i don't need you but i want you i don't need this but i desire to be supported it's a very different thing i literally just released an episode on the podcast i know where we're recording here late in 2022 so by the time we get to listen to penny's episode it might be a little while away um because we've done lots of incredible interviews but the if anyone is thinking um of exploring that more I did an episode a solo episode I think it's episode seven on need versus choice and that exactly what you were talking Mm. about there Penny the whole the difference when particularly when it comes to investing and making big decisions around what am I going to do in terms of support where am I going to spend my money the kind of people that do it from a place of I need to do this it's a desperation often it's the the um what did you call the survivor people as opposed to I desire. So I choice, the choice is so different. I choose to invest because I, I want to learn this. I want to be part of this community. I want to spend time with this coach or this mentor, or I want the information, this program, because I'm intrigued about it. I want to see what I can do with it. Not I need it or else everything will fall apart. That's a big difference. Yeah, it's so true. Like you almost like the way he talk about it, it's like as if it came out from my own, like my own mind. Exactly. It's like when you speak that way, right? When this is what I mentioned about speaking far enough into their future where they can see themselves, but not so far um, that they're like, I can't relate to that person. If someone can't, is only getting to their first 10K and you're talking about, you know, making a hundred million dollars, right? They're like, it's too far. Like I can't, you know, kind of envision, even though they really want to. And um, and the the other part is like when the you know, when you speak to them, not all about you know, this whole map, the first that's a thing right with a lot of the marketing that we've been taught is all about like, you know, um, talking about, you know, 
um, you're broke, you're this, <laughs> you, know, you might not pain points thing. Pain points, we're, right? We're like then shining you, a big light and going, you look, you look how bad everything is for you, and it's just gonna get worse. I hate that. I hate it so much. <laughs> no, because when you do that, like there is you need to have a little bit of you know, how like the balance of it, where mm. what is the pain point, but the pain point might be not what you want to use. The type of pain points that someone use may not be the one that actually would how say motivate them to be the best best version right like someone goes out there and get a solution because you know like they are really desperate like the need rather than the want right the one could be also a pain point because they're not having what they want yeah so it's like moving someone from you know like from a space of desire rather than need and that's why when you do that in your messaging, you start to attract people who are like, okay, you know, I have, you know, I have clients who are like, okay, I, I know that, you know, I haven't been very good with, you know, doing this, you know, you know, I'll, I'll actually do better. Like, I don't even need to talk about it. No, right? it's, it's, it's so different when you start um, working with these kind of clients where it's more like mentoring, giving them help rather than like, you need to do this, like, pulling everything out which is so exhausting for it is isn't you know, it when you're in a coach. you know when we look at coaching I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what coaching actually is and a lot of coaches out there are, are advice giving which is actually not coaching uh, mm. or they are teaching which is I think a form of coaching you know when you're showing someone how or guiding them um mentoring is different again but there's a lot of confusion about which is which but a lot of clients when they do come and they're like I want to know the how like I want the step by step what do you what do you think I should do to get where I want to get to and there are some coaches that can do that very well but I think there's also a fine line between that's not necessarily coaching so much because you're not teaching them or guiding them to make their own decisions to trust themselves to lean on their own resources which is actually the to me is the the magic in coaching the teaching piece is a kind of an extension like the the teaching the how teaching strategy is an extension of the actual richness of coaching yeah but clients yes. that come from that survivor mode you talked about they want that are you can you you need to tell me you know and that's often it too the, the language is you need to tell me what i need to do to get this or you know <laughs> how did you do that tell me every single thing you did and they don't take ownership of the fact that who they are, their personality, their business, their background, what they actually want could be very different to their coach. Exactly. You can have, you know, the same, like when you're speaking to someone who's a survivor that comes to you land and you're like, okay, tell me what are the, you know, 36 steps <laughs> to do this. But it's not about that. It's like, I always say this to clients and also my audience i say that every strategy will work if you make it work mm. right it's about you know how teaching them how to think how to react so if they have you know like if they have something you know a, a challenge how how to look at it in a bigger you know it's a, a big picture rather than like okay my problem is here it's all i'm focusing but the problem could be much deeper than that problems right it's just you know that it's just a symptom of a bigger problem yeah yeah for sure so there's so much goodness in this I'm like like well my mind is racing the <laughs> question which is the next question but I feel like I hear I see a lot and I hear a lot from those that are out there working mostly in service businesses so they might be coaches they might be mentors they might be doing something else 
but they're working, you know, in one-on-one or in group settings with their clients. And they have evolved their messaging. They've done things, they've changed it. They're more heading towards what you've talked about, but it feels like it's still not working. So what are the kind of things, we, you know, where would you encourage someone if they're saying to you, Penny, I've done everything you've said. I've followed your guidance. I've shared stories. You know, I feel like I'm talking to clients who are my ideal people who are not to enter, not talking to them too far ahead, um, hmm. but things are still not quite working. Where do you go with that with a client? So if I, I would always say, okay, when, if that's the case, look into like, when you create that piece of content, okay. what intent, what what intention was that? What space were you right? Were you you know sometimes someone could cre- create content or create a program out of they think they need to do it <laughs> rather yes. than it gives them joy doing it, yeah. which is a big part of what I do. I'm sorry, I don't want people to come in. When someone comes in and then like, well, I I I don't want to do um you know I don't want to sell these kind of programs. I only sell want to sell you know type of different type of programs. I'm like okay cool we can all do that. It's giving them like different tools that would could work for them, right? So it's not like you know if someone goes this is goes back to this. I have another story about how when I started it was like I was told to sell only one high ticket, which oh, was like yes. <laughs> that's another whole episode we can do as well. <laughs> I know it's like well if it doesn't feel good to you right if you don't love it you need to create something that you love selling and this is actually the biggest thing right why why you're not quite creating the content or why you are not excited to sell it Uh, because sometimes right I can give you a lot of tips on how to write because part of my work is like really going to the um the content writing it's not so much about it's a little bit of that but also how excited um you are about what you have to offer. Great messaging comes from a, a, a offer, a great offer, because that when you when you have an offer, you know, if your offer is maybe a bit not very clean, not tidy, not what you're excited about, it's very hard to create great messaging out of it. Yes. You can, but not sustainable. You can say all the things, but then it's like when someone gets to that that product, right? That service or that product that you offer, they're like, this is Miss Lyman. This is not what yeah. I bought. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times when you, once you put, you know, what I, we, when I work with clients, the first thing we go into is actually um, putting the night, you know, we have a plan of, you know, the 90 days, what we can, we should be doing or what we could be doing. And then the next thing is really look into the offer. Like, okay, how is this offer? Sometimes messaging is very hard because I call it overstuffed turkey. Yeah, like overstuff. Yeah, we yeah overstuff. Put too much. It feels so stressful. It, when you want to do it, you like you actually don't want to sell it. You don't want to do it. That's why you're not selling it. That's why you you don't want to talk about it because it's so complicated. So really look into that. If it's like if it feels very exhausting to you, you don't feel excited doing about that, that could be one of the problems. Mm-hmm. Someone could tell you like, oh no, because you have to change certain you know, certain words. Yes, it could help, but that's just, that's just fixing a very small, you know, it's just fixing a very small problem, but you have a bigger problem to, yeah, to yeah. deal with. Yeah. yeah. It's much, and, as you said, there's more layers of, not complexity necessarily, but there's other things to consider beyond the, 
the you know the, as you said the tiny problem or a small problem that exactly might be focused on yeah. yeah yeah so really go into it and then I say this to a lot of my audience like it may be over stuffed turkey <laughs> do you need to put all of them in there and is it why you're not excited if or yeah. you don't feel that this is what you want to sell sell something else right maybe it's not a six months program that you want to sell maybe you want to do a 12 months or three months or one month whatever that is for you right, right. and this is one of the things core things to look into and really kind of redesign it reposition how you want to sell it and sometimes it's like well you 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 created this and someone else told you you sell it to this niche because they are the ones who buy it and I'm not a big fan of that because it's like you there will always be someone who wants what you have it's about how you you know how you sell it and how you package it and really not picking you know not having that limited belief that you know, you can only sell it this way or that way. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that you said that. I have seen a um such a trend in the coaching space and particularly the business coaching space of clients following what exactly what their coach said, as in the coach says, I run three month programs. This is what works. This is all you can do. And as you said, on the inside, the, the client is almost screaming and going, I don't want to do that. I only want to run a program for a month. And, you know, then there might be some kind of feedback for want of a better way to say it, suggesting that, well, you didn't do the three-month thing I told you. So no wonder you didn't achieve what you wanted, which is such a horrible dynamic. And I mm. very much am a believer in you meet your clients where they're at and you work with them to support them to find their pathway to success, yes. their pathway to effortlessness. And if that is doing 10 masterclasses a week, go for it. I wouldn't do that. You probably wouldn't do that. But if someone feels called to try that, let, you know, support them to 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 be able to do that in a way where they can hopefully achieve some success. But really learn, learn what from it and be able to discern and have that critical thinking as to, you know what, I actually didn't enjoy any moment of what I said I wanted to do, but why, like what else was going on and what can I do instead? What else can I try? That's that curiosity we talked about before we even started recording as well, isn't it? Right. Like there's like, what, there's like a million ways to skin a cat, right? A million ways to skin a cat. So you know, you could be, you know, maybe it's not entirely a pro, you know, the program, you're probably happy with the program. Maybe it's just the timeline that you set for yourself. Maybe it's yeah. the, the format, it's a delivery or how you package it, right? And it's like what you say is so true. We are there not to drive the bus for them, right? Not to, you know, we're just facilitating that journey so that the journey is a lot more enjoyable, more rewarding, and they come out on the other side, you know, happier and better. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I have loved talking to you today. I've got a few more questions that I've been asking every one of the guests to wrap up for today. Um, But, you know, we've got so much we could continue to talk about. I'm just conscious of time and everybody's listening in as well. Um, So Penny, at this point, just to bring us back to the real energy of She Leads, She Thrives is definitely about leadership. And it's also about reflecting on what thriving means. So the question I'd love you to answer for us now is, you know, what role does leadership play in your life and your work and your, you know, in your business? Oh, it's a big one. Mm. Um, It's something that I try to, like, big part of what I do is like, 
like we, I mentioned before, when I talk about you leading the people yeah. and with your messaging, and then you want people to be on the same journey. So it's a big role of, you know, being seen as the leader and so that you attract the leaders mm. and not to do everything else that everyone is doing. Right? It's a big part of my personality and my brand as well, like doing things just just a little bit different from yeah. I'm not saying breaking all the rules, but breaking some rules and for with good reasons. Yeah, I love that. I have never really followed a lot of trends in the coaching industry and I'm still here 17 years in. So kind of something must be working, right? But yeah. I am so grateful for the time that I've spent learning to trust myself and to trust my instincts and to be curious and intrigued about the things that others are doing but not feel that I have to go and do them myself. Yeah, it makes yes. a big difference, isn't it? And that leadership is that being able to honour where you're at and what intrigues and excites you, even if it's not what everyone else seemingly is doing from what we're seeing online, right? Exactly. Yes, it's such a big piece of yeah. um, the, you know, being a leader. It's just you know, trusting and letting people help you. Yeah. Not yeah. just you know, doing it all by yourself. Yeah, definitely. So Penny, how do you know when you're thriving? I know I'm thriving when I I wake up every day and just want to do the next thing and just excited about what's coming without, you know, worrying worrying about the results. I'm like, I just want to do this. I don't care about the results. Yeah, that's such a beautiful way to look at things, isn't it? I've said a few times I the diversity of the answers because we're talking to women from all over the world with different backgrounds and different interests. Um, we kind of need to put some episodes together and take the answers to the leadership question and the thriving question and hear all the differences and remind people that what it means to be a leader is different for every one of us and what it means to thrive is also unique and individual for every one of us. It's such a good thing. Um, how can people connect with you, Vidi, easiest? I know you're big on Facebook. I, <laughs> I, I follow you on Instagram as well, but I see most things that come from you come uh, definitely on Facebook. Yeah, I'm more visible on Facebook just because that's where most of the people that I, like when I started, they are on Facebook. I am on Facebook and then my secondary platform will be on Instagram. I am pretty active on stories. So, yeah. um, so I share because on stories, you know, whether Facebook and Instagram, I can share more of what I am, you know, like what I do, you know, like down to the details of like my morning coffee, what music. Oh, I love I your morning coffee. So when you're taking your beautiful dog, like you're doing things <laughs> with him, I know you how much you love him because I see you sharing that. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. And, and that's how I get to express myself which is like wonderful because you know like we said before we in the past you know like we didn't have this you know outlet and now we have it and share you know a side of us that's like beyond just the business part you know like yeah. the real us yes yeah definitely and I think at the you know the end of the day something that we sometimes forget but always need to remember is that people buy from people so sharing our humanness is a big yes. part of us creating that energy that can draw people in in the most authentic way so it's extension of our messaging isn't it exactly people can feel it it's like this you can't fix that like no. if you earn you know, the energy the embodiment like the, the congruence in your your messaging you know if you're I think you did say in one of your episodes you say it's probably one piece of a puzzle that is missing from the whole the, the whole jigsaw puzzle so 
you know, one part may not it be, you know, like that part is not congruent. It makes everything a little bit off. It does, doesn't it? And people don't necessarily consciously understand what's going on. They just lean back, like they just kind of draw away rather than leaning in, which is what we want them to do. You know, the right people we want to. So we will make sure anyone who is listening in that on the show notes that you will be able to find Penny. Uh, if you're following me on any of my social media, definitely Instagram is the first, first place I tend to share most pieces of my amazing content that I love creating. And then into uh, Facebook and LinkedIn, even stretching us out to LinkedIn as well. Uh, then you should easily be able to find Penny when this uh, episode goes live. So please reach out to her. If you are stuck and feeling frustrated with your messaging, but you know you're a mover, not a survivor, <laughs> that's the person to reach out to Penny. Follow her content. Like, like so many of the women that I've had here on the podcast as incredible guests, they lead by example. They show you because they're doing the very thing, which is exactly the embodiment that Penny was talking about. It's not a, I'm showing you something, but I'm doing something completely different. They're actually walking their talk, which to me is such an important part and why I'm drawn to some people and not to others, right? Such a difference. Yes. So Penny, what's one final piece of wisdom you'd love to share with the ingenious, ambitious souls that are listening today? You know, those women that are movers and that are here to create an impact, you know, when it comes to your niche of messaging, what what's one little final piece you'd like to leave everyone with? I, I for for some reason this this one piece like this one phrase keeps coming to my mind yeah. um, very often, and this at this very moment is like I like to make decision on where I'm going rather where I am right now, and that's kind of that's my mantra, right? I always make a decision on where I want to go. I love um, that. Yeah. Rather than, as you said, where am I now? It's good yeah. to be mindful of that. Yes. But where am I going? And what, yeah, what But I'm not staying here. I'm going there. Yeah. <laughs> so I need to make decision from that space. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's very great. Great wisdom to share. So thank you so much for joining me today. It was really lovely to chat with you again and reconnect in this kind of a way. And I'm so grateful you said yes to me when I reached out and said, come and be on the podcast, <laughs> which is good. Because not everyone says yes, which I'm surprised about. I was so excited. I was like, yes. Oh, oh my God. That. I'm going to have so much fun. Yes. <laughs> so that's so good. And that, you know, fun's definitely another part of the, what the whole energy of She Leads, She Thrives is about is having these real good, mm-hmm. you know, conversations with women from around the world but also there being fun and excitement and joy and you know all the stories and what we're sharing so thank you so much for being here and for those of you that are listening in thank you for listening to Penny and I and if there's anything that Penny shared today that's motivated you then please reach out to her go and you know go and follow her as a starting point or reach out to her she's great at chatting in the dms she's always up for a good chat uh, (laughs) and generous with her time so you know that's another thing to be mindful of as well but thank you for being a listener of she leads she thrives make sure if you haven't yet that you subscribed wherever you like to listen that you've come and give us a rating or a review and shared with your friends out there that you think also may love to hear what we've been talking about on the podcast so that we can ripple thriving out into the world in a much bigger way but thank you for being here penny thank you everyone for listening in and wherever you are in the world have a beautiful day Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. 
And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.